Well, we have been on a journey in the last few weeks and we're continuing that journey through some of the most beautiful chapters uh, in Isaiah, right at the end of Isaiah. And so uh, we come to a very beautiful chapter in chapter 60 and I'm just going to pray and ask the Lord that he would uh, do his work in us. Father, when the sun rose this morning, it dispelled all darkness and flooded our world with light. And so we're asking, O God, that even through this word, you would please uh, bring light to us in the darkest valleys of our hearts, in the darkest crevices of our souls. Uh, Lord, that you would penetrate and uh, bring light and hope to us, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot on the news, I think you will agree with me, a lot on the news uh, and in, in just in media in general is uh, about bullying. And uh, I was just thinking when a child is um, bullied at, at school that the concern of... Um, the concern of the parents is that the child's really getting really, really damaged. And it's more than that they're just suffering. It's that they, that there's, there could be kind of like almost permanent damage, this, this crushing that comes uh, to a child. It's, it's like an annihilation of their character. It's someone sort of saying, I don't want you to be. Uh, anymore. But it's not just at school that there's um, a crushing against um, us as human beings. Some of the most heartbreaking things that I see uh, is when someone's just identity of their own personhood is is just being destroyed and they feel like they're, they're, they're trapped uh, and they could never become who they had dreamed uh, that they'd always long to be. And it can extend to whole groups of people. Sometimes people are actually born into a society where there's terrible dysfunction or really horrible um, abuse or some sort of poverty. And it's like they, it's almost like you could never imagine um, that anything could change. Uh, to get free. In the very first words of Isaiah 60, uh, the word is arise. And it's the very opposite of a force of destruction to crush. It's a word of God to stand up to become, to become uh, what God had always wanted you to be. Um, it's, it's actually originally given to the people of Israel and they had been crushed as a nation. In fact, they'd had centuries of oppression and, and damage, partly, well, mostly because of their own rebellion and their own turning away from God. But they 
they were they were being crushed but this word is coming to them as a word of stand up arise a word of empowerment and and when god comes when god comes to someone and says arise then his words have got their own unique power just like at the beginning of genesis where he said let there be light and his own word had the power to illuminate to bring light and so here um god says to these people arise and it's my prayer that uh as we look at these scriptures together that the lord would have a word for you uh this morning to arise uh to stand up and so i'd like to look at how this word was spoken originally to the people of of israel in those ancient times i'd like to consider how it, it relates to christ and jesus and and the fulfillment that that is but also i'd like to talk about you uh in your life and your heart the words uh in verse 1 uh arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord rises upon you so imagine now uh a people um deeply oppressed by other warring nations and they're gone off into exile and they just see no hope and no future at all it seems like nothing could ever change but in the midst of this terrible darkness a word comes to the people from the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Isaiah says stand up stand up now and be everything that are you are meant to be not only were they to arise but they to shine it's not just being bathed with light but it, the, the the picture here is that just like when you've got one of those uh, globes that have got a filament in them and when the you hit the power the 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 filament shines it's like this inner irradiation like shine arise and shine like with this new outshining light you are to become what you're always what you're always meant meant to be when i walk into um a bookshop um i often see quite a big section on on the self help section uh and that tells me that there is a longing in the nations in the people in australia in our city of wagga there's just this great longing of people to reach their potential to become who they always um thought that they would be but this is different because it says arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord rises upon you you see the reason that you can rise as i was saying to the people the reason you can rise and the reason you can now really shine is not because of you finding some clues in in the self help book 
But it, it is because that the glory of God is shining uh, on you. That, that concept of glory, caps, cap, it contains two main ideas. One is weight. When glory comes, it's like this great weight that comes and disperses anything in its road. It's glory. But the other concept of glory in the Bible is of beauty. And so Isaiah is saying there's glory coming and the glory of God is is shining on you. What it's saying is that God is going to share his own glory with you. He's going to share it with you. In verse 2, it says, See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. Darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises on you and his glory appears over you. And here Isaiah is saying something quite daring and quite confronting because he's saying all the other gods of the earth... It's all darkness, just total darkness, and it's thick darkness over the nations. But it's only Israel's God. It's only, only Israel's God and no other God in all the world that can dispel the darkness and bring light. The Lord himself rises upon you. The Lord himself rises upon you. And his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And here now, Isaiah is saying to the ancient people, nations will, will come to your light. There's a kind of magnetism of the light of God that will actually draw nations to you. That this shining of God's glory on you will show, irradiate you. You'll see, be so beautiful in, in, in who you are that it's like there's um, people all over the world are going to just find that just a, a, like a magnet. This, this, because you are a light um, with his glory. This is, in many ways, a, a, a looking forward to the fulfilment of what was said to Abraham. You know, before Israel even became a nation, God came to one man. And it's from that one man that the, the nation of Israel came into existence. And God said to Abraham, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. And so here is Isaiah saying... Here I'm seeing a fulfilment uh, of what was promised to Abraham. Not only the shining, and but in in verse four to eighteen, which we're not going to look at, but it is a, 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 a the peoples of the nation are coming, but also the wealth of the nations are being offered to Israel's God. So look, for example, in verse 4, it says, Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Look, Israel. (laughs) Look and have a look. All the nations 
are coming and they're assembling and they're coming to you. Your sons uh, come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. In other words, this is a, a great homecoming and distance is no barrier. Frailty is no hindrance. All are coming um, to you this, in this worldwide gathering. You will look and be radiant and the nations will come. In verse 9, it says, Surely the islands look to me. Surely the islands look to me. In Isaiah, especially in Isaiah, when it talks about islands, it's talking about the farthest reaches of the earth, the most distant places that you could ever imagine. And when it says looks to me, the idea is that their longings are fulfilled and that there's no other God for anyone in all the nations where their longings will not be fulfilled. They can only be fulfilled in the God, this God of Israel. When we get to verse 19, it's clear that we're talking about a, a world that's a future world. Uh, listen to what it says. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, The sun will no, be, no more be your light by day, nor the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. He's talking about a world where the sun will no longer be your light, and the moon no longer shine, but the Lord himself, the Lord himself will be your everlasting light and God will be your glory. At the end of this chapter, uh, it says the days of sorrow will end and all your people will be righteous. And the very last words are, I am the Lord. And in, in its time, I will do this swiftly. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. In other words, he's saying, I am the Lord and I'm, I'm, I'm staking my reputation. I'm staking my whole reputation on this happening and this coming to pass. I, I want to talk now secondly uh, about how this um, relates to Christ and I said at the 8.15 service that maybe you might think to yourself um, wow these preachers just I see Jesus in everything Um, where's Jesus in this surely he's pulling a swifty on us Um, but I'd say to you, if you if you just flick one chapter further in Isaiah 61, what you find is that very passage that when Jesus came and he was just starting off his ministry, it was just the very beginning of his ministry, when he was beginning, he'd been baptised, he hadn't even started his ministry yet, and he walks into a synagogue and he reads something that would be like a manifesto 
of everything that he was going to be about. And he reads from Isaiah 61, the very next chapter after this. And after he reads it, and we'll be reading it next week, after he reads it, he, he sits down and he says, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I am the fulfilment of these prophecies. I am bringing them um, to pass. In the first coming of Jesus... God is fulfilling what he had said centuries before in Christ. And in the second coming of Christ, when he comes again in tremendous power, the sun will no longer be our light and the moon will not be the thing that gives us light at night, but the Lord himself will be our everlasting light. When Jesus came, it's John, the Apostle John says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory. (laughs) Do you remember when when, when Jesus calmed the water and the waves and the, the disciples were amazed? In fact, they were full of fear. They were more fearful of him than they were of the waves because of his glory. When, 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 when the, the fishermen caught this amazing catch of fish, they'd fished all night and they couldn't catch uh, uh, any fish. And then Jesus says to them, put down your nets again. And they catch this amazing amount of fish. And Peter runs to Christ, falls on his knees and says, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. He had seen something of glory. Something of glory was breaking into him because of who Christ was. And this prediction of nations coming, magnetism uh, to this light has been fulfilled in bucket loads ever since it was made because if you go to China or Pakistan or Egypt or Africa or the Philippines or USA or Russia or Australia, nations are flocking to Christ. It's incredible, actually, what is happening all over the world, how many people are coming to this light, the light that is ultimately fulfilled in Christ. And I have to say personally, I'm, I, I, this has been something that the Lord has done in me. Just, I just, I guess, share it with you. And that is that when I read that story in Mark chapter 5 where Jairus uh, comes to Jesus and says, Master, my daughter is dying. Please, will you come? And Jesus says, yeah, okay, I'll come. And all sorts of things interrupt him. And then someone comes and says, oh, it's too late. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus says, no, 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 I'm still coming. I'm coming to your house. He goes to his house and everyone's laughing at Jesus because Jesus says, "Uh, look, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And he puts them all out and he goes in and he speaks to her. And this is what he says to her. He says, I say to you, little girl, arise. 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 And and that is what God in Christ is saying to you if you're dead. (laughs) If you're dead in your sins, if you're dead in your whole life, if you're dead and you feel like everything is hopeless, 
then, then Christ will come to you and say, Arise, arise, stand up. And the little girl immediately got up and began walking. And they were overcome with amazement. So I just want to talk about you uh, this morning and us. Because there are forces against you that make you feel like you're crushed and that you just can't become what you'd always longed that you would be. There are things that crush you and that you're feeling, no, I I just can't bear um, what's going on in my life. There are are words that that come against you and situations that seem to immobilise you. I just want, I would love this word from God to speak to you. The word that says to you, from heaven, arise. When the gospel first came to me, I remember I was, not, I was not a Christian. I didn't believe in Christ. I didn't believe that there could be any truth in Christ. But when I heard the gospel, I knew in some way that I'd never experienced before that the glory of God was shining on the deepest parts of my soul. I knew that God was doing something in me and it was life-giving. He was revealing my sins and I was um, devastated at one level. But at the other level, I knew that just like when, you know when, you, when you've got um, a, a lawn and you've got a brick or something sitting on the lawn and you pull the brick off and you see that it's all yellow and dying and dead, but then the sun comes and brings life to it. That's what I knew the gospel was doing to me. I knew that life was coming through the gospel into the deepest parts of my soul. Now, I know that my body is dying, and so is yours. But there is a light and a power and a truth and a glorious um, irradiation that's coming from God that comes to your soul if you can hear the gospel. It so changes our thinking and changes our emotions and changes your life. So I'm just asking you, what areas of your life have, are like that, that dying grass underneath the rock? Where do you need... That, that just that penetrating light of Christ because the Lord is saying to you this morning, I want you to live. I want you to live. I just want you to live. It's a word of salvation and the gospel of Christ is a word for us to live. It's not, did you notice, I mean, a preacher could get up here and say, look, I just want you to try harder, be more gentle, be better, stop being so grumpy or whatever. Uh, 
That's not what this is. It's not a message of try harder and get a grip. It is that the glory of God is risen on us in Christ. And when the glory of God rises on us in the gospel, then it has got such an incredible power to transform us and to make us new. And do you know what the scriptures are saying? Is that should this happen to me and to you, that we will shine and, and there's a sense in which there's a magnetism when there's a people of God that are so touched by the gospel, so touched by the glory of Christ, that there's a magnetism that others want to see that light. We are sharing extraordinary truth, this is, we are sharing the glory of God when, when the glory rises on us. And we get this inner radiance. Do you know, I think, I don't know too much about social media. I think most of you know more than I do. Um, but I think in social media, often, um, and in other parts of our lives, often it's a matter of us wanting to seek the glory. We're trying to be glorious. We want, we want others to know how, how, how wonderful we are, whether it's our career or whether it's our social friends or whether it's what we have, but we are seeking the glory. glory. But this is a glory given, and it's given through our Saviour Christ. It's just a gift, a glory rising on you. I... In this passage in Isaiah, it talks about that your, your, the walls of your city will be called salvation and your gates will be praise. And um, so that is, if you want to come into this city, you've got to go through the gates of praise. That's the key. It's the praise. I, I don't, some of you might have seen what I saw this week and... It was this um, on the 7.30 report. I think it was, anyway. It was somewhere on TV. And it was about a pub choir. And uh, there was this lady getting, uh, got in this, hundreds of people in this pub, and they all got a beer. And, um, and she was leading them amazingly. It was, took, the, took her an hour and a half or something, but put them together um, as a choir, and by the end of the 90 minutes, they were all just singing, like quite beautifully and magnificently. And um, I, on the one hand, was amazed by that, but on the other hand, there was part of me that felt deeply sad for them because it was a, it's the counterfeit praise. Because there's a real praise and a glorious praise that will never end. A praise that when God comes and fills our heart through the gospel, we sing, we sing. And it's coming not from the Spirit, but from the Holy Spirit, uh, that we are just filled with the Spirit that God gives. So I want you to know that there's a God in heaven who's calling to you, especially in the gospel of Christ. Where are you in your life? Are you young and you want to be? Are you middle-aged and you're 
thinking, where do I go next? Are you old and you think, my life is nearly finished? Either way, the Lord is saying to you in your life, arise, arise. And how do you do that? You, you, you turn your eyes again to the God of heaven, the God who sent his son, and say, Lord, would you so radiate me with, with the truth of your gospel, so penetrate my heart, that I would know your glory shining on me, that I might spend my life well, that I might praise you, that I might be a, a person that, that so unites with the community in praise to you, to live for you and to honour you. I'm going to pray and we're going to sing and we're going to move then into communion. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for a word to us, uh, for us to arise. And uh, we hear that word from your hand, from your mouth, and uh, your, your powerful word. Lord, I'm praying that there would be people here, even here this morning, uh, that hear you uh, deep in their souls and respond with great joy uh, because of your word of grace. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.